Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God which we receive with grateful hearts this morning is from the first letter to Timothy, chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. It's common at a Thanksgiving meal to go around and ask, what are you thankful for this year? And whereas that's probably a good custom, we have to admit that it rather shows how bad we are at remembering to give thanks to God. Very often, one or two things to be thankful for are named, and even those one or two things we may have to think about a little bit before we can name it. After a year filled with God's gracious blessings, often the best we can do is to remember one or two things. The ritual is probably a good one, but it is in itself a reminder of how apt we are to be unthankful, ungracious, and forgetting of all God's blessings. Paul reminds us in our text about men who are ungrateful and unthankful to God. What does he say about them? That they live in lies and hypocrisy, that they have their conscience seared with a hot iron, that they live in unthankfulness. Is it because of their lack of faith that they are unthankful, or is it because they are unthankful to God that they lost their faith and wandered away from him? Either way, it shows what unthankfulness can lead to. Thankfulness is not something that we are good at by ourselves, by our nature. We are born too selfish to really know what it means to be thankful. When we forget the gifts of God and the goodness of God, we start looking only for the pleasures of the moment and forget to place our trust in God. What is the solution? Paul says in our text, to live in thankfulness and joy for what God has done. A thankful heart leads to joy before the Lord and joy in our life as well. Taking time to remember all that God has done for us helps us to focus on God's goodness instead of the sin that surrounds us. For what shall we pray today? For what shall we be thankful today? Let's start with a prayer of repentance for our ungrateful and unthankful hearts. Heavenly Father, you have indeed poured out your blessings upon us this day and every day of the last year and of our lives. Yet instead of thankfulness and praise, our hearts are filled with selfishness and personal desire. But you, O Lord, alone can change the hearts of men. Grant us forgiveness for what we are, and teach us through your word that we may learn thankfulness and joy. 
We give thanks to you, for you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Kaylee, my daughter, has been having seizures this fall. It's a problem that just recently developed. It wasn't something that we had to worry about before, but for the last few months it's been happening on average once a week. Seizures in and of themselves, we are told, are not as big a problem as they seem. They look scarier than they are. Nevertheless, what is all of a sudden causing them can be of, of great concern to us. It is easy in our worry about the present moment, it's easy in, for Vanessa and I in our worry about what's causing these seizures to forget all that God has done for Kaylee, all that God has done for all of us in the past. Focused on the problems and the difficulties of today, we forget how good and gracious our Father is. If God would teach us instead to learn to be thankful and remember all that he has done before, then we wouldn't have to worry about the problems of today. If Vanessa and I could remember all that God has done for Kaylee, brought her through so many surgeries, caused her to grow and been with her and blessed her in so many different ways, then why should we worry about the problems of today? If he's taken care of her in the past, surely he will continue to do so. And the same is true for all of us. This happens so often in our personal lives as well, especially in our marriages, doesn't it? Now we get fixated on something that bugs us about our spouse or our friend or about other people. We get fixated on the, the few small problems of today and we forget all the good that God has given us through our friends, through our brothers and sisters, through our marriages. If the Lord would open our hearts to, re to remember all the good things that we like and love about our spouse and friends, then the little problems of today may not be such a big deal. If that's true about our spouse, how much more true is it about God, whose goodness is from everlasting to everlasting? We pray that the Lord would teach us to remember all the good things that he has blessed us with in the past, so that we would not worry about the trivial problems of today. Let us pray. Father of lights, from whom all good and every perfect gift does proceed, we thank you for, we thank you that you have graciously provided all that we need to preserve this body and life. May we receive and use these gifts with joy and never forget what you have done for us. As you have been generous with us, May we be liberal in our giving to others. Teach us thankfulness that leads to faith, so that without worry or fear we may serve you. We give thanks to you, for you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Katie likes to laugh hysterically as she throws Cheerios out of her bowl all over the floor. It doesn't really help that we laugh with her too. She thinks something is good and funny, which is not so good, right? Many kids don't like to eat their vegetables, and parents have to force them to. Kids often call bad what we know is good, and they often call good what we know is bad. But kids aren't alone in that attitude. 
That's a big part of the problem that Paul points to in our text. That's a big part of the problem these men he is speaking of here have. That God sends blessings in their lives and they are too stuck up to receive God's blessings with thanksgiving. Instead they say, no, I am too holy for such things. They sneer at God's blessing. They call bad what God has called good. And because of it, they not only miss out on some wonderful blessings from God, but they also continue in their own self-righteousness and unthankfulness. That's what Paul is warning about in our text, isn't it? Because we are born with a selfish and sinful nature, we too often call good what God has called evil, and we often call evil what God has called good. There is much in our life that is distasteful to us, like peas or sauerkraut to a child. Yet the Lord is good and knows what is good for us, even if we don't know it ourselves. There is much in our lives that God sends us that we may not like, but God has called good. We pray that the Lord would open our hearts to receive with blessing all that he has given to us. The, uh, the prophet Job rebuked his wife for this very attitude, didn't he? In Job 2.10, we read that Job spoke to his wife and said, You speak as one of the foolish women. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? Later on, Job reminds us in Job 1.21, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And psalmist reminds us in Psalm 119.71, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Let us pray, thanking God, even for that which we may find distasteful in our life, knowing that if it comes from him, it is for our good. Heavenly Father, how can we, being children, begin to understand what is good and what is evil? How can we know what plans you have or why you allow suffering and loneliness to enter our lives? We know only that you are good and that we suffer. Take such sufferings from us if it be your will, but in all things strengthen us to know that whatever you send is good, so that in all things we may by faith proclaim with Job, blessed be the name of the Lord. We give thanks to you, for you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Finally, Paul reminds us of the one reason we have to be joyful and thankful, no matter what else may be going on in our lives, in Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? To tell the truth, I was tempted to read almost that entire chapter at this point. I found it hard to find a place to stop. It's such a good chapter. And so I encourage you to maybe go home and read it, even if I didn't hear. When selfish people are unthankful to generous people, generous people often stop being generous. But not so with our God. No matter how unthankful, no matter how selfish we are, no matter how bad we are at remembering his goodness and his thankfulness, he does not stop pouring his blessings upon us. 
When I was a child, my grandmother always knew exactly which grandkids had written her thank you notes after Christmas and which had not. And she made sure our parents knew if we hadn't sent her a thank you card. But our God does not do that. Our God is not up in heaven right now writing down the names of those who remember to come to church, who remember to give thanks. He's not keeping score. David reminds us, blessed is the man whose sin is forgiven. And God has told us clearly, I will not count your iniquity against you, for it is already paid for in Christ Jesus. Despite our unthankful and ungrateful hearts, God has not stopped pouring out his blessings upon us and will not. Even to the point of sending his own son who died in our place. In our sinfulness, he showers us with even more of his grace because he is our loving father whose only desire is that we should be with him in heaven and be brought to repentance and share in the glory which is our inheritance through Jesus Christ. Let us pray in thankfulness for what he has done for us. Heavenly Father, the depth of your love is beyond the reaches of our understanding. You would not allow us to die in our sin, but sent your only Son instead to die in our place. Yet despite the greatness of this gift, we often fail to appreciate and return your love. Cause the light of Christ, who is our morning star, to swallow the darkness of our hearts, so that we may truly learn what it means that you are our Father. And learning thankfulness may also trust your promise to give us every good thing. We give thanks to you, for you are good, and your mercy endures forever. And in Jesus' name we join to pray the prayer that you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.